So bow with me, Heavenly Father. We say with the angels and with the saints in heaven today, worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive honor and power and glory. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We come now to this time of hearing your word and we this time of worship. May you focus us and help us to think about the greatness of the Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God. How we pray that today you might help us for just a little while to focus on the truth of your word, the truth of the Lord Jesus and who he is, not all of our problems and not all of our circumstances. We thank you, Lord, for being in our presence. Heaven and earth meet as we glorify and honor the Lord Jesus Christ. You have promised us where two or three gather together in my name. I am there. You are here. All the angels, all the saints, heaven and earth meet together as we glorify you. Now we ask that you'd give a special understanding by the Holy Spirit into your word. Help me today to be able to speak about the unspeakable, the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. May we look to Jesus in all of our circumstances, in all of our lives. May he become the focus of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, again, good morning. Good to see all of you who are here. I'm Pastor Mike. If you're a guest with us, we're honored to have you. As Brother Todd said, we have cards around and phone numbers, other places. Let us know if we can, uh, if we can help you in any way. Find in your Bibles today in the Gospel of Luke, Luke's Gospel. You have Matthew, Mark, and Luke is the third Gospel. And we'll be looking today, and I'll be seeking to really appeal to your minds today. I asked you to do this with me last week. I'm going to point you to Jesus Christ today as we prepare for Advent, as we prepare for the celebration of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. These are words that I wanted us to consider uh, before we come to that time of Advent. And boys and girls who are here, this is what we do. We celebrate at Christmas time the coming of Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, Son of God. So we read in Luke's gospel, Luke chapter 1. And I want to mention this to you before you read. These are familiar words to all of us. This is what we read at Christmas time. But these words are for all times. These words are for the summertime, the wintertime, the noontime, the evening time, the morning time. These are for you for every season of your life. They are the foundation words that remind us of the truth of who Jesus Christ is. If you are a follower of Jesus, these words are very important to you. If you do not know Jesus Christ today, my uh, attempt will be to point you to him. My attempt will be also to point those of you who are believers to the Lord Jesus. Perhaps you've been looking at somebody else or looking at something else recently. Well, that's what we'll do. We'll look to Jesus today, virgin born son of God. Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the descendants of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, 
Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, Now this is where we pause. This is where we pause now. These words are very important for us all. These are sacred, holy words. These are very important words. They describe something that has never happened since, something that never happened before. It is the most beautiful of things. It is the most wonderful. It is the most glorious of things. The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. Mary said, verse 38, Behold the bond slave of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now, if you'll take your Bible and go to chapter number 2. Uh, Luke chapter number 2, just turn over your page, keep your Bible open. Uh, Luke chapter 2, we begin reading again in verse number 8. In the same region, there were some shepherds. This is Luke chapter 2, verse number 8. The, uh, in the region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night, and an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Verse 15. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the babe and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this Christ. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were being told by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. Verse 20, the shepherds went back glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as they had been told. Heavenly Father, now bless the reading of your word, and may the Holy Spirit of God be our teacher today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. What is the most amazing, 
thing that you have ever seen. I'm asking you all, just your pictures can't describe it. Perhaps you had an experience of seeing something and you've said to people time and time again, I wish you could have seen what I have seen. What is the most amazing thing you have ever seen? What is the most incredible thing you've ever seen? What is the most unbelievable thing you have ever seen? I submit to you today that nothing you've ever seen will compare with the beauty, the mystery, the glory, the majesty of Jesus Christ, Son of God, virgin born. This is the greatest of all events in human history. This is that which every Christian here ought to be captivated by. It ought, if you understand in a little bit, in a bit, in a, just a small way what this means, it will improve the way you approach God. It will improve your worship. It will improve your faith in God through the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the most glorious and beautiful of events. These shepherds, I've, I've, I've read it last, and we're going to go back to Luke 1 in a moment. What did they do? I'm talking to you this day, uh, these days about looking to Jesus. Here are some others who saw something. Last week, we heard John the Baptist say, John chapter 1, he said to those disciples, Behold, look, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. And we looked Last week, and this is why you must love God with all your mind. You must worship Him with your mind. This is an incredible truth. We talked about Jesus Christ, eternal Word of God, who has always been uncreated, the glorious, only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, who's never had a beginning, never will have an ending. We talked about the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, the eternal one. But now we come to talk about this other very profound, incredible truth. This is that beautiful truth. This is the focus of what I'm talking about today. We look to Jesus Christ, the Lord who is virgin born. The angels say, go and see this one. Go look. And they go and look, verse 15 of chapter two. They look and they say, let us go to Bethlehem then and see this thing. I hope as best I can by the help of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, to point you to Jesus Christ. Just for a little while, the battle rages in your mind about what you're going to think about today. I'm going to do my best to keep insisting that you look to Jesus today, that you look to this one who is Savior and Lord, that you look to this one who is fully God, fully man, because just as the shepherds, when you see Jesus Christ in His glory, it changes you forever. They saw this baby. They saw this baby, never heard a sermon Jesus preached, never saw Him do a miracle, and they were changed because they were in the presence of the God-man, Jesus Christ, even as a baby. They saw it. They went their way. They told all of the people they knew that there's been one born in the city of David who is Christ the Lord, the Savior. And in verse 20 of chapter 2, they glorified and praised God for all they had heard and seen. 
You want peace in your life that lasts? You want, you want to overcome trouble and despair in your life? Well, then you must look to Jesus. You must look to Jesus in the morning, in the afternoon, in the night. You must look to Jesus as a young person. You must look to Jesus as a child. You must look to Jesus as a very old senior adult. You must look to Jesus in all when things are going well, when things are going bad, when you have a good job, when you're troubled at home, when family troubles come, health, health issues rise. You must look to Jesus. He is the one who will give you peace and joy. He is Jesus Christ, Son of God, virgin born. Now, in chapter number one, we now look to Jesus as virgin born. You see, Mary and Joseph, they looked to Jesus. They saw the glory of the Lord Jesus as he grew in front of their eyes, as he developed as a man. The angels were amazed as they made these announcements, things into which angels could not quite comprehend even themselves. They saw Jesus. The shepherds saw Jesus. Others were to see Jesus in the temple when he was being dedicated. And others would come later. The magi, those strange ones from the east, they all came looking to Jesus. And then all through the gospels, people looked to Jesus. In the day in which we live, you must look to Jesus. You do it by reading the Word of God, hearing the Word of God, and allowing that to affect your mind. So I call you today to look to Jesus so that you might experience salvation and joy and peace in the Christian life. This is what we do. This is how we worship. We worship the one who is virgin-born Son of God. So I have three observations, and I'll simply take you through the verses in Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 26, down through verse number 35. We'll just make these three simple observations in the bit of time that we have together today. And then I want to try to appeal to you at the, again, at the end, again, to, to say, how are you looking to Jesus in your daily life? Do you even take the time? Do you even have the time? You have time for everything else, and you say you're a Christian, but do you ever look to Jesus? Do you ever meet Him? Do you ever speak with Him? Do you worship Him? Do you glorify Today, as we talk about the Lord Jesus, this is not a concept and an idea. I'm speaking to you about the glorious person, the Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God. Eternal, fully God, and fully man, at the same time, who is alive today beyond time and space in eternal glory as our great high priest, Lord and King. I'm speaking to you about the one in whom I assume, if you're a Christian, you say you have a personal relationship with this one. And how can you but bow when you come to understand the glory and the majesty of this one who is called Jesus Son of God. You have both of those titles in these words. Look in Luke chapter 1 verse 31. Behold, you will conceive Mary in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Yeshua, Jesus. God saves, Yeshua in Hebrew. And then you have in verse 35, and he will be, by, for this reason, because he is Holy Spirit born, you will call him the Son of God. 
Son of God, Yeshua. Yeshua, Son of God. This is the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is your Lord, Savior, promised one. He is the one in whom you have put your hope. He is the one in whom you plant. Listen, you have determined that you will die believing that the Lord Jesus Christ can save you from death and hell. So today we honor and glorify him. Number one, God chose Mary of Nazareth to be the mother of Jesus Christ, the Lord. Secondly, Jesus Christ, the Lord, is virgin born of Mary of Nazareth. My words are very important here. I've, I've worked hard to give you these phrases. They're very important observations. Every word is important. Jesus Christ, the Lord, is virgin born of Mary of Nazareth. And Jesus of Nazareth is born Christ the Lord. These are astounding truths. They are things upon which, you know, I don't know what you give your time to think about. Most of us spend our time worrying and that's what we meditate on, worry. I'm going to, me I'm going to meditate on my worries. I'm going to meditate on all my troubles. I'm going to think and think and think and think and go over and over and over what I cannot change. What I'm calling you to do is learn to meditate and contemplate the glory of the Lord Jesus. It'll raise you above your circumstances. It will take you to heaven. It will cause your prayer life to change. It will raise your understanding of worship. When we sing all the glory goes to Jesus as we just sang today. This is about your personal life. But we start with Mary. We start with Mary. God chose Mary of Nazareth. To be the mother of Jesus Christ the Lord. Verse 26. The sixth month. The angel Gabriel. One of the greatest of the angels. Is sent by God. To Galilee. Called Nazareth. A city in Galilee called Nazareth. Not a big place. In fact a small place. To a virgin. To a virgin, verse 27, engaged to a man whose descendants were of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. You see, Mary was, Mary was from Nazareth, the promised Messiah's hometown. Matthew chapter 22, I won't have you turn there, but it says, describing the Lord Jesus, he came and he dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. Matthew 2.22. Mary was from Nazareth. She was, she was favored by God. Oh, we, we as Baptists, uh, mostly we as Protestants, uh, we avoid those things. No, Mary is not better than us. Mary is not a God. Mary is not, Mary is not in some supreme condition better than us spiritually. Mary is a fellow believer in Jesus Christ like us, but Mary is the favored one of God to be the mother of Jesus Christ, virgin born. She is the mother of mothers. She is that one who was willing to give her life. What does she say there at the end in verse 38? Whatever you, I'm your bond slave, Lord. Whatever you want me to do, I will do it. How could this young woman even conceive of what has just been spoken to her by the angels. But nevertheless, she submits to it. She was from Nazareth. She was a sexually pure young woman. She was a virgin. She was, she was the one to whom the angel appears, to this virgin. Verse 27, 
who is engaged and preparing to marry. And the virgin, her name was Mary. She was sexually pure. She was engaged to David, uh, to the descendant of David, Joseph. And she was chosen by God. We'll never know why, but what did the angel say repeatedly? You are the favored one. As we begin today, we think about this choice of God in Mary, and we think about the glorious privilege of being chosen by God as believers in Christ. The amazing truth that we can be chosen by Him when we, des we don't deserve it. Mary from Nazareth, uh, a virgin sexually pure, engaged, preparing to be married, had her plans all made, but she was a godly woman, as we've just read. She says... I am ready to do what you want me to do. She breaks into song in Luke chapter 1 verse 46. She says, my soul exalts the Lord. She was a godly woman. My soul exalts the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. You see, Mary was a godly woman, but she was also with us. One of the first followers of Jesus Christ. This one who is the mother of the Lord Jesus Christ became the follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. She saw him grow through all the phases of life, all the mothers in here. Yes, the fathers remember it. Yes, fathers treasure it. But no one in this room today that I'm speaking to treasures in their heart and remembers in their heart more the phases of children growing up than the mothers who are in this room. You don't need pictures to remind you. All of those wonderful experiences are embedded inside of you. It was the choice of God that Mary be the one who would conceive and give birth to Jesus Christ, Son of God, virgin born. She saw him grow up. She saw and listened to him and observed him as he developed as a fully human boy, teenager, young man. She saw his miracles. She heard him preach. Can you imagine? She also stood and saw him die for the sins of the world on the cross. What a sad day. Grieving her heart, though she knew it was his appointed purpose in the world. And she saw him raised from the dead. She saw him in his glorified body. She witnessed that and saw him ascend to heaven. She is a follower of Jesus Christ. We read in Acts chapter 1, after the Lord Jesus has ascended to heaven, then all the apostles and the believers continued together in one accord in supplication with the women, with all men and women who were followers of Jesus together in praise and prayer and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. They were all there. Let us remember today, let us understand today God's choice. God's choice in the selection of the mother of Jesus. And remember all that goes with birth. Remember all that happens biologically with a mother giving birth to a child and all the transfer of DNA, all the rest of the things that happen. Oh, marvel at this. Mary is the one chosen by God to be the mother of virgin born Jesus Christ, son of God. You must pause and reflect upon it.
You've never heard anything like this nor thought about it in your life. Secondly, Jesus Christ the Lord is virgin born of Mary of Nazareth. So we get to it here. What does he say to her? Verse 31. He says, you will conceive in your womb. Not something's going to be put in your womb. Not something is going to happen. No, you will conceive in your womb. The entire process of birth is very real for Mary. The birth of the Lord Jesus Christ was not some ghastly, strange, uh, obscure, rare, something that doesn't meet. No, it's the same birth. By the way, I'm looking at every person I'm looking at, and you're looking at one here. Guess what? We were all conceived and born into the world. Now, I went to school to learn that. I want you to know. When it says that she, would be that she would conceive of a son in her womb, this becomes very important. It's the very reality of his human birth. So he is born of a virgin, which is, it's incomprehensible. We cannot figure this out. This is flabbergasting. She, is, she has never been with a man, and yet now she will conceive in her womb and bear a son, and his name will be called Jesus. He is born of a woman. What did Paul say? Paul said it his way. When the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son. Son of God is sent. Born of a woman. Fully a man. But also born of the Holy Spirit. Notice that what uh, the angel says in verse 35. Now we won't take it apart today, but I would just simply say to you, read the mystery of this again. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. How will she conceive of this? How will she conceive of this son? The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. These very powerful words that describe the coming of God as he had come on people in the Old Testament in many ways, and that reason, for that reason, the holy child shall be called the Son of God. Be amazed today as you think about the Lord Jesus Christ, virgin born. He is born of a woman and he is born of the Holy Spirit of God. He is the only virgin born. He is the one who is the only virgin born. He is the only unique virgin born. Jesus Christ is fully man. He is born of woman. I remind you of this. The Lord Jesus was born as a man, bred as a man, fed as a man, slept as a man, wept as a man, sorrowed as a man, suffered as a man, tempted as a man, and died as a man. He is the Lord Jesus Christ who is one of us. He knows and has, and has experienced all of the feelings and temptations of the world. That's why he is your glorious high priest. If you are saved today. He knows what you're going through. He understands your pain. He knows what it is like to live in time and space. He knows what it's like to grow through the phases of life. He is fully man. Born of woman. But he is fully God. Born of the Holy Spirit. Coming as eternal one. And then coming and living inside the womb. How miraculous this is for us. Because as we think about the Lord Jesus Christ, virgin born of Mary of Nazareth, it leads us to this last thing. 
it leads us to this description the angel gives to Mary regarding who Jesus Christ, virgin born, will be. Notice what the Word of God says about, about this. Jesus of Nazareth, that is this one born, Jesus of Nazareth, is born Christ the Lord. He is not just Jesus of Nazareth, a man somehow that God came on and did some powerful things. No, He is the eternal one. He is the Son of God. He is the one who has come in all of His glory and in coming in His glory, He has submitted Himself to be called Jesus. He is called Jesus and He will save His people from their sins. He is the Savior. He must come and have a body in order to save us. He is the one who saves us. I want you to think about this today. I want you to consider the power of the condescension. How is it that the Lord Jesus could submit himself as the eternal God to become a man? Think of it. The word became, an, the eternal word of God became an infant and could not speak a word. The eternal word of God became an infant so helpless as we all were as babies. Thank God for our mothers. Thank God for our mothers. And this, this helpless baby, Jesus Christ, Son of God, virgin born, cannot, the eternal word of God cannot speak a word. The eternal life, the one in whom is life, and the, light, the life is the light of man, this eternal life, became subject to mortal life and died. Died just like all humans, mortals die. The all-powerful one, the one who made all things, the all-powerful one became subject to creation and subject to the very order which he made and subject to a carpenter father and mother. The Lord of the covenant had to, be, had to be under the law and be circumcised according to the law and live by the law. This one who is the God of the temple is the one who's presented in the temple as a child. And the wisdom of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, has to be instructed in the truths of God's word. He has to learn the truths of God's word. The wisdom of God, the glorious wisdom, the eternal wisdom of God comes and must be taught the word of God. And this infinite one who had no boundaries, who was the infinite glorious God, he now, he now lives in a body. He now is subject to time and space. He has to grow and experience what it is to grow in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. And this one, this one who feeds all things, the one who gives life to all things, feeds all things, I want you to think about it, had to be fed by his mother. Oh, the glory of the Lord Jesus of Nazareth, Savior of the world. He is Jesus of Nazareth because in verse 32, not only is he Savior, but he is the Son of the Most High God. When you come before the Lord Jesus Christ, you, become, you come before Jesus, 
son of God. You, become, you come before the one who has always been. When he was baptized, I reminded you last week. We were reminded weeks ago in 1 John when we were talking about assurance. Here's assurance. You put your faith in Jesus Christ because at his baptism, the voice came out of heaven. This is my beloved son, listen, in whom I am well pleased. You see, this is the sending of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of God. He is all these things. At his transfiguration, I mentioned last week, when his glory was seen by Peter, James, and John. What does the voice from heaven say? This is my beloved son. Listen to him. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. He was the beloved son of God who has come to this world and he was Lord and he is Lord. Jesus of Nazareth is Lord. Verse 32, he will be great and called the son of God and the Lord will give him the throne of his father David. His kingdom is not of this world. What did he tell Pilate? Pilate, yes, I am a king, but I'm not a king of this world or I'd call my soldiers. I have an order and I have a kingdom greater than all kingdoms. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. I point you today to Jesus of Nazareth, virgin born son of God. That is whom you deal with. That is whom we speak to. That is the name when you end your prayers, you say in Jesus name. You speak in the name of this glorious one. He is the one who has received the throne of David and he reigns forever and his kingdom has no end. And as I repeatedly say to this church, which is the great conviction of my heart, the Lord Jesus is at the door and he is soon to come again. He is coming again and the glory of his kingdom will be seen again on this earth and then forever. There will be no end to the increase of his government, the prophet said, and of his peace and on the throne of David and over his kingdom. He will be established and uphold justice and righteousness there forever and ever. Praise the Lord. The old creed said for us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became a man. You want to know who you deal with? You want to know who can save you? You want to know who is, who is the one who will send the Holy Spirit to fill you when you're saved? It is the Lord Jesus Christ virgin born. He must be virgin born in order to save us from our sins. So what do we remember today, my dear brothers and sisters? All I'm trying to do today is appeal to you to think about, oh, listen now, don't, don't close on me. What? Focus your mind. Focus your mind. What is it that you're going to think about now when you hear these words? Well, look to Jesus. I speak with the people of this church in all the different circumstances of your life. I, I, I speak to you on the phone. I, I see you in your home. You come and see me at the office. I find you in other places as we're passing by one another in the, 
in the byways of life. And I say to you in all of your circumstances, look, I don't know. You don't know what will be my condition tomorrow. And I don't know what will be yours, but the Lord does. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus, boys and girls. Look to Jesus all of your life. Teenagers, look to Jesus all of your life. And how do you do that? By coming, drawing near to Him. And every day spending time with Him in prayer and worshiping God. Some of you who say you're followers of Jesus, you have a strangeness in your relationship with Him. You don't meet with Him anymore. You don't think about Him anymore. You don't read His words anymore. You, you, you've somehow left all of that out. I appeal to you today, if Jesus Christ, Son of God, is your Lord, surely you would spend time with this glorious one who can change. The more you are with the Lord Jesus Christ and you think about Him, the more you will be changed into His image. Look to Jesus and worship Him. Now, when we come in here to worship, when we come in here to worship, as I started this message, are you coming in here... Uh, you just like the rhythm of the songs. You just like the words. You, you're somehow caught up because these are familiar words to you. Have you ever thought about who these words are pointed to and given to? Have you thought about that you are speaking to the one who is still alive, who is coming again? Worship the God-man. Worship the God-man. Or I'll turn it the opposite way. Worship the man-God. Worship Jesus Christ Lord, virgin born, and rejoice, rejoice like the shepherds as you go your way. The shepherds went back glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. Look, if you've ever seen Jesus Christ, you will never be the same. You will never be the same. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. To the praise of the glory of His grace, the Lord is near to the door. He is coming. And so we pray, come Lord Jesus, Son of God.